You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. And good morning. Welcome to everybody out there listening. And thank you for tuning in. And this is the coach, Ed Young, and this is 757 Saturday Sports Talk right here on ESPN Radio 94.1. Yes, once again, I am in the lead chair as my my cohort, Matt Hatfield, will be in here shortly. And actually, when I say be in here, he'll be in on the phone. Uh, He won't physically be in in the studio. He is, uh, I believe, Spartanburg, South Carolina with his shenanigans this time. The last time I was in here, uh, of course, Dino Franz behind the uh, glass over there, uh, keeping me away from the buttons as they as they always do. Dino was Matt was ice skating in Cincinnati a few weeks ago when I was in. Now there's no ice skating going on in Spartanburg. I'm not sure what he would be doing down there. I don't know. We'll uh, wait for him uh, to call in here in a little bit here on Seven Five Seven Saturday Sports Talk. Yeah, he's definitely not ice skating in uh, Spartanburg. It's uh, a little too warm for that there. Yeah, they're, they're, the uh, Old Dominion Lady Monarchs will be playing tonight at South Carolina Upstate. It's one of the interesting college names. Not only do they tell you the name, they tell you where to go to find it. It's upstate. It's not central. It's not south. It's not east. It's not in the middle, like Middle Tennessee State. All right. So it's it's upstate. So we know he's upstate in, in somewhere in South Carolina, and somewhere is Spartanburg. Not sure what uh, what there's a lot to do. Maybe a caller out there knows who's been from Spartanburg. What you can do in um, South Carolina. But Matt will be coming on here shortly. A lot lot to go on the show today. We do have some live guests. Uh, Shonda Bailey. The uh, fantastic uh, head coach at the Hampton High School, uh, Lady uh, Crabbers, will be on at 11.05, 11.25. James Pope, former uh, state championship coach at Surrey High School. Now he is, I think, an assistant principal there. He is the director of the Hoop Fest, uh, which is a uh, showcase at a few different places. He has one at Smithfield High School next Saturday. He'll come on and talk about uh, his ventures into um, now promoting some high school basketball. So it's going to be a whole lot going on and as my cohort all used to say, it was a jam-packed show or action-packed show or something, so I'll have to steal his line. Uh, a lot going on there. If you want to join in, um, find some room to get in here. We always take callers at 757-687-9494. Do it. And Matt will give you all the Twitter feeds, all the social media stuff. Um, I don't play along with that a, a whole lot. And, Ed, we do have Matt on the line right now from Spartanburg, South Carolina. He's Go here. ahead, Mr. Hatfield. Good morning, Dino. Good morning, uh, Coach Young. And um, first of all, you just told a lie. You do play on social media because you are well known and established on the book face. I mean, the Facebook. Uh, no, I, I hang with MySpace. Not on Twitter, Instagram, or Snapchat yet. I'm on, I, and I mess around with MySpace too. But when I yell, it's a lot of echoes. Well, I saw you yelling last night. We were at practice, and I popped on the NFHS network, and I watched. A good chunk of your game. By the time I logged on, it looked like the girls' game with Nansman and King's Fork was sold out at halftime before the boys' game even got on the floor. That uh, place yeah. was packed to the gills, which is normally the case, as I've covered countless uh, King's Fork and Nansman River battles in basketball, many of which have been memorable. And uh, we know about the success your program's had as you're 12, win, 12 wins away from 500. King's Fork's trying to get their third state title and second under. Coach Rick Height, which we debuted our top tens this week, and they're ranked number one. But um, I know it was not the best tonight, so we won't dwell on that. But we can go over some other high school basketball scores and get the people set for the big state semifinal Saturday we've got and um, talk about what happened last night in college football. I didn't get to watch it on my hotel room TV because my TV in my hotel room is out. However, I had to improvise. I had to do the Ed Young tactic and find uh, one of my buddies – that could send me a little YouTube link to watch the end of Southern Cal Utah last night as uh, the Utes, the two Utes, took care of the Trojans and Caleb Williams' Heisman candidacy took a dent. And it now looks like that fourth spot could be up for grabs if you want to go Buckeyes, if you want to go Alabama. We shall see. Now, now l- let me back up first of all. Yeah, last night was a tough one. Kings Fork owned us last night. I'll, I'll have to say it. My youngsters. Uh, little nervous in front of that huge crowd, and it was even bigger than I thought. I didn't think we would draw a crowd because, yes, Kings Fork is on their way for a state title. We're just trying to find ourselves. But 
Uh, we gave a good account for ourselves for probably a half at least, and then uh, my my point you guard got down went, like what seven in the second quarter, right? You got you got it within striking. Yeah, we my point guard w- had a cramp a, a couple different times, and I decided not to play him anymore. I didn't want to risk it uh, the whole season. That's Jalen Duckett, right? He had a couple yeah. of bombs from deep from. Deep. Yeah, he's he's had a great off season, and I didn't want to risk it. And and I talked to him about it. And he wanted to go back in, but I don't want a, a possible torn muscle or whatever. And even though it was just cramping, I just could not see him limping up and down the floor. So I took him out, and that hurt us because we have extreme – we have a freshman point guard behind him, and we played the freshman a lot. We have a freshman big man that we played a lot last night as my starting big man, Chris Hayes, got in foul trouble early. We had four guys end the game with four fouls. So we had to do a lot of substituting, and right now that's not a strength of ours. So we had to play a lot of kids early in Kings Fork. Definitely uh, sniffed that out and did a lot of really good things. That team is very strong, talented, and uh, Sam Brennan can shoot with the best of them anywhere. He hit some bombs last night, too. So I think we were on a short end of a 90, 90, 92, 58, 57, something like that. But um, I've got the score. I think they would have had 100 if they hit their free throws. But uh, real quick on the Brennan kid, I, I think he's a scholarship talent, either Division One or two, do don't you? He can play somewhere and be a contributor next level. Yeah, he's good. not extremely big, but to kick an extreme, he can shoot. He can shoot very well, and he, he, he's okay on defense. He's not going to make you look embarrassed out there. So I think people need to look at him hard. Definitely a, a mid- or lower Division One. definitely, definitely. I don't know if he's a high top 25, but that kid can at really shoot. Division two, right? At Pardon worst me? Division two. At yes. worst division too, right? At, oh, at worst. At, absolutely at worst. But I think he can play at the very I think the very least low division one, uh, based on what I've seen at that level. So we'll see what he can do on there. And um, like I said, it, was, it wasn't the best of ours for us last night. But like I told the kids after the game, you know, we didn't do anything embarrassing except 26 turnovers against a powerhouse doesn't help you. But I, I saw that coming. And uh, we got to re- re- regroup because we got three big ones this week, two at home. So uh, we'll, we'll see what we can do. So did you watch the USC-Utah game? Yeah, now, you know, I was talking with Dino about this. I don't want to go off. You know me, I, once in a while I go on a rant. Okay, Southern Cal is pretty good. They lost to Utah twice this year. Utah's real good. Utah is not in the conversation at all for Final Four. Not at all. So they got three losses. They got okay. three losses as well. And, and by the way, if their tight end was not hurt, their starting tight end who was an all-conference-level guy, maybe even an all-American-level player, I can't think of his name at the moment, they would have probably won one of those games they lost. They gave away a game in the opener against Florida. Tell me about it because I had the Utes, if you know what I'm talking about, and yes. that against the Gators back in late August. But I had, I had, to, I had to talk uh, you I off think, the edge of the building. Yes, I remember. No, yeah, yeah. But no, anyways, I, I think they would have been, and at full strength, you could. But, and in future years, if we have an eight or 12 team playoff like we're going to have, they would be as the Pac 12 champ. Okay. So, but, but Matt, here's my problem. On the drive in today, all I heard was in sports radio, oh, Southern Cal's out now, so who do we put in? Okay, wait a minute. Why are they out? Well, they lost last night. Okay, so who who you putting in is better? I can I can go with Ohio State, no question. But you're not going to throw I, Clemson in my Ohio face. State. I'm not going with Ohio State. You're crazy. No, I'm not going with Clemson, by the way. Well, here's why: Ohio State got destroyed in that second half against Michigan. Okay, who did, did, did they, they played that? Michigan? They didn't play Michigan Tech. They played Michigan. That's a very good team. Who's in the Final I, Four? I understand that. So how can you throw them out the window when they're averaging fifty some points a game? They're playing in a strong conference. They lose one game. And this idiot announcer, who I forget what, what network he was, is talking about, well, the other factor is they're not playing today. What were they supposed to do? Hurry up and schedule somebody right now? Austin P or somebody and get a game in and win by 80 and then because say they're in? you got outscored 28-3 to in the second half on your home field. Bama lost on the road. At you the don't judge it on a half in one game. you got to look at what you do for the whole season. How can you was not? Their biggest half of the year, they got obliterated in the second half. Of the okay, year. who's better in Ohio State? I think Alabama is, even though they have two losses that were close. I think they play in a tougher conference, the SEC, a little bit better than the Big Ten, maybe not substantially. Well, I, I won't argue hard it. with you on Alabama. I won't argue. Okay. And listen, I'm not the guy that wants to go head and shoulders way out there above and on a limb for Nick Saban. He's got enough of these championship rings, and nobody's going to cry or feel sorry for Alabama if they miss it. But Bryce Young, to me, is the best quarterback in the sport. I've said that going back to weeks ago. I know they could have lost to Texas and – to Texas A&M. They had to squeak by in those games, but he pulled them out of the fire. LSU gets a two-point conversion to beat them. Tennessee, a field goal goes. Bama misses one. I think if you put Bama in as the fourth team, I think they beat Georgia. I think they win the whole thing. I really do. Now, is it going to happen? Probably not. But you tell me, uh, who do you who do you think is better in a big spot? Bryce Young and Nick Saban or somebody else at quarterback coach? Because right now, even though Georgia and Michigan are the top two teams, I think they're both beatable. 
Um, and, and this thing is pretty much up for grass. But Ohio State did not impress me. And I'll be honest with you, they were not great down the stretch of the season. They had a close call with Maryland. And people are calling for Ryan Day's head. Now, that's crazy. That guy should not be fired. No, no, no way. That's, that's a joke. That, that's people that yeah. don't understand sports. They were standing last week on the, on the Fox set of We Want Urban. To, uh, <laughs> he was up there with, with uh, Leinart and Bush and all of them. We Want Urban as an Urban Meyer, which is just you know outrageous. But well, no, I, I, I don't think I go to that extreme of, of saying Day needs to go. But they've got injuries. And let's be honest here, Ed. Without Travion Henderson, the Hopewell product, they're not the same Buckeyes team. They're just not. I'm just saying, you're not going to put Clemson in my face. And and now they say, well, if oh, LSU beats Georgia, LSU's in. Okay, so Georgia's no, out? No, LSU no. Lo- LSU lost to Texas in last week. They're out of the mix. Anybody says tells you LSU's crazy, no. no. Yeah, I, I'm just, again, here, and I'm going to say it again, and this is the easy way out. Next year, or year after, and I think we are, go to 8, go to 12, and now we can shut people up. We don't need 64 like basketball, but 8 or 12 you, and go from there. It's coming. But it is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. If you want to chime in with us, 757-687-9494. Hit us up on Twitter at 757 Sports Talk. We'll go through the state semifinal matchups in just a bit. But let's quickly fire up the scoreboard and give you some basketball results from last uh, All right. Week. Well, uh, Matt, Matt, before we do that, yep. uh, we do have right. somebody on the line right now. Before we get to the yeah. scores, let's uh, go ahead and uh, join our friend Keith and Claremont on the show. Oh, Good morning, Keith. Morning, Keith. How you doing? How you doing, Matt? Half here. How you doing this morning? We're breathing, I'm so that means it's good. Right now. I'm better than Ed right now, Keith, because I didn't lose by 30 last night. Yeah, I I'm, I'm took it on the chin last night, Keith, So, um, I'm, and I lost to a Suffolk school. And you know me when we lose to our, our sister school, so to speak. I, I'm not a happy camper. I'm breathing, I'm, breathing, I'm breathing good this morning. That's what I want to hear. Yes, I'm breathing good this morning. On my, my Packers, they, 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 they went to work on on They, they won last night. What, what, who did they play last night? They play. Um, they play. Uh, um, who did they play? Come on. The, last last Saturday they played Surrey. Last Saturday they played Surrey. Okay, that was the last Saturday. Saturday. What, what did they do last night? Yeah. You you got a win, but you didn't they get won, any beat. They won. Send one forty-seven. Over. Oh, Keith, how can you have a score and not know who to play? Warrior. Warrior. <laughs> Who? It, actually was, it actually was 70 to 49, thanks to Pat Dillon, the AD, for getting me set on that, Keith. War Sean Brown with 14 and Merlin Lance with 11. There you go. And it was Warhill? Yeah, Warhill. Okay, here, thank man. you, Keith. You got to get it right. Now, I, I know you didn't go to the game because if you told me you went to the game and had no idea who they were playing, but you saw them win and didn't remember, we got to sit down and talk. Yes, sir. Um, the day of the game, I'm going to see the spot and play today. We got local guys at Older Me and Norfolk State team up today. That's a big one. That's a big local, big, big one tonight locally, yes. We do. We're going to have that buy or sell later, George too, by the way. And, um, Jenkins, you know, Jenkins from Mitchville and, and, and King Folk. Yeah, George Beals with Norfolk State, yes. Joe Bryant from Lake Taylor's with um, Norfolk State, yes. Yeah, and um, I have for today's game, I'm picking today's game. Uh, I got. I, I think Western Branch can keep the game close. I think Western Branch can beat uh, Freedom. No. Keith. <laughs> well, Keith, if you're well, sitting down, Ed, stand Ed up. And I don't agree with you, Keith. Ed and I don't agree with you, and I know the Western Branch fans will be upset with us. Uh, in fact, on our preview on Virginia Preps, uh, Ed, I, and Jim McGrath, our uh, reporter, have it. Uh, Ed's got it 57 to 12, Freedom. I've got it 49 to 20, Freedom. And McGrath says, let freedom ring, 42-21 Eagles, who, by the way, set the state scoring record last week, and they're closing in on 900 points. I think Western Branch is good, Keith, but they've only got, I think, four or five completions the last two games. They're going to need more than that to beat freedom and also need some stops against a very explosive offense. Now, we want Western Branch, Keith. We definitely, No question we want Western Branch to win and hope they win, but in terms of picking, freedom is just a juggernaut, and, and, and uh, that's where we're going to go with. In the other game, um, I think then we're gonna then we're gonna go over on beat on Warriors today. Then then we're gonna beat them. I agree. Stop that running game from Denwood. I agree. Denwood. I tell you what, one. though, I think I think Warwick has a better chance than Western Branch, though, as we've got that game scored on VirginiaPreps.com with our gaggle of reporters and Ed and me included. Uh, it's all pretty close in the same ballpark. Uh, Danny Lewis has it 35-16. Byron Jones has it 35-14. Uh, Ed's got it 29-15, Dinwiddie. I've got it 36-13, and Will Garlick's got it 28-14, Dinwiddie. So I think if Warwick can get Dinwiddie 
under at its 28-plus. I mean, they, they've scored 40-plus every game. If they can keep them below the 30 mark, they got a shot. But if this thing gets above 30, I don't give Warwick a great shot. And once again, we want Keith. We want Warwick. I, I would hope Warwick wins. It's a local squad. They've done. They've had a really nice year, and I don't think they've got enough respect from enough people. And, and this would be a big one for them to get and be playing for a state championship. We? We? What do you mean we? we speak for yourself, Ed. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go whoever feeds me the best and takes care of me the best. That's what I'm. I'm see, I'm that's what. See, here. Keith. That's what I'm dealing with. You can buy Matt Hatfield. You cannot buy me. Darn right. <laughs> and Matt, two things. I got. Um. Y'all, y'all watch Big Ten uh, um, Network? Have we seen it? Yes. Um, y'all, we got. Um, I watched him other night. He he did a good. Um, Jay Nepps. Yeah, he's playing well for for Illinois' former um, Old Dominion. I mean, excuse me, Old Dominion. I know that's who they that's who they wanted him, but he played at Kings Fork. Um, he's doing he's doing well for Illinois. Yes, sir. y'all have a nice day. All right, Keith. Hey, remember now when you get a score, make sure you know who they played. Yes, sir. Thank you, Keith. <laughs> All right, Matt. Uh, should we fire up the scoreboard bed now? Yeah, we can. I th- did you say Illinois? Then I thought it was Illinois. It's Illinois. He's making some noise uh, over there. He's he, making he, some noise. He's yeah, he, he does pronounced all the, time. the 9. S. 9. 9.9 points a game as a freshman for Epps. That's pretty darn good for the Norfolk-born and Kings Fork standout, Jaden Epps. But let's fire up the scores. We'll go through them quickly and then come back with some high school football uh, playoff preview action and some talk on that from last night's high school hoop action across the 7-5-7. You heard about Ed's team lost a tough one, 88-58 to Kings Fork. Sam Brennan with 22 points, four steals. Also last night, Peninsula District action, Woodside. Uh, 2-0 on the year. They beat Hampton 62-40, to led by Saquon Dees with 19 points. They've got a big one tonight in the Princess Anne tip-off classic against Class 6 state champ Hayfield, who's riding a 33-game winning streak. Minchville, a winner last night, 88-49 to behind Appalachian State signee Etienne Struthers with 17 points. Private school action, Catholic, a winner over Currituck of North Carolina, 74-31, to as Josiah Rickards had 15 points to pace the way for them. Back to the public schools for a moment. Uh, Lansdowne, a winner over Princess Anne, 52-41 to behind Ethan Moore's double-double of 11 points and 10 rebounds. Oscar Smith, a winner over Grassfield, 77-59 to behind Trey Williams' 20 points. Jaden Haslam with a double-double of 15 points and 10 rebounds. Kellum knocks off Kempsville, 52-42, as Norm Hassel's Knights are 2-0. Kempsville had beaten Green Run the game before. And Cox knocks off Green Run, 54-47, to behind Riley DeCandido's 21 points. As Bobby Wolf's team gets in the winning column, uh, the Stallions drop to 0-2. Bethel doubling up Gloucester, 70-35 behind Brandon Crossland's 22 points and 8 rebounds. Kickatin a winner over Heritage, 59-50 behind Justin Bass's 21 points. And in the Eastern District Tournament Championship last night, Norview 55, Maury 35. That score might be perplexing, Ed, but it is worth noting that Brandon Plummer decided to play his junior varsity kids, not his varsity players, due to them being in a tournament today in North Carolina. So he did not have the usual suspects on the court in that one. And uh, they will see Norview twice later on in the regular season in games that matter in terms of power points. But I do know there were some moans and groans last night at church from those that went out for that championship that did not see the normal people they paid money to see as the Commodores went with the uh, second reserves, if you will. That's interesting. Uh, Brandon made a decision and went with it. Um... I, I back him if that's that's what he deciding is what's best for his team. That's what he does. I know a lot of people probably won't like that. Uh, if in fact he's playing JVs, not not backup varsity, that's kind of a, a unfair situation. But I'm, I'm not going to overly comment on it because it was his decision. And, and being a fellow coach, we make decisions and we got to stand by him. So uh, you know, I'm not sure how Rich would be over there at Norview who had to go against him if he was happy with that situation. But um, again, made a decision, you go with it. Nonetheless, kudos to Rick Foster's pilots who are 3-0 winning that tournament. Uh, a few more publics on the boys' side and privates. We'll sprinkle in before we get to some girls' scores and take a break. Uh, great Bridge, a winner over Indian River in your district at Southeastern last night. Ed, 65-62 to as Scott Bigby's team prevails behind Christian Brown's 20 points. Peninsula Catholic, a winner over first flight, 72-70 to behind Malcolm Velmer's 18 points. Lakeland defeats Surrey County 61-24. to Back in the beach, Salem over Ocean Lake 63-47. to Tallwood over Bayside 60-53 behind Mike Eastman's 20 points. And Million Smith-Walker has nearly a triple-double, 14 points, 17 rebounds, and 7 assists as York beats their 
rival tab, 53-28. to 28. On the girls' side, I heard you mention Shonda Bailey coming on the show later. Her Hampton Lady Crabbers beat Woodside 73-38 to 38 behind Kennedy Harris's 32 points. I believe she's headed to George Mason. Uh, Shonda will get you set straight on that if I'm incorrect on that, but a great win for them. Minchville, the defending uh, state champions on the girls' side, uh, they have been mighty, mighty good. Adrian Webb's got another good team here led by Morgan State signing Amari Smith, Ed, and they beat Denby last night 92 to one, yes, ninety-two to one as Amari Smith Ouch. has seventeen points to lead the way there. Norview doubling up Manor and Girls, sixty to thirty in the Eastern District Championship behind Lilla Miners, double double of ten points and ten rebounds. Princess Anne Girls under Coach Darnell Doja, they are victorious, forty-six to twenty-eight over Lanstown, two and zero for them. As Zakaya Stevenson has a game high twenty-six points and five three-pointers for the Ole Miss signee Zakaya Stevenson. Kemsville a winner over Kellum, sixty-five to forty-eight on the girls' side. Salem beating Ocean Lakes 44-14. to Green Run getting Cox and girls 38-34. Uh, Green Run over Cox 38-34. Bayside over Tallwood 63-32. Kickatan defeats Heritage 63-50 to behind Michaela Lee's 22 points. Bethel a winner over Gloucester 65-15. to Grassfield over Oscar Smith 50-35. to And two private school uh, girls scores for you. Collegiate over Norfolk Academy 44-26. to Atlantic Shores 53, Isle of Wight Academy 21. If you missed any scores or want to see them all visually, they'll be up on our scoreboard forum later this weekend up on virginiapreps.com. Not just the Tidewater ones, but the entire state at your fingertips. whole lot of basketball as the season has kicked off. But as we mentioned earlier, high school football still there. It's a big, big day for playoffs, and we'll be talking about that soon. Yeah, we'll come back with that, give you our thoughts on the Class 6, Class 5, Class 4, Class 3, even the Class 2 and Class 1 matchups as we have five local teams going for state championships this weekend. We've also got Buy or Sell with yours truly, the coach Ed Young and Dino Franza back there in Virginia Beach. I'm in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where the ladies of Old Dominion will be in action later today against USC Upstate. It is 757 Saturday Sports Talk. Give us a holler on Twitter at 757 Sports Talk, and you can also dial in at 757-687-9494 right here on your home for sports, ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young on ESPN Radio 94.1. And welcome back once again here to Saturday, 757 Saturday Sports Talk here live here on ESPN Radio 94.1. I am the coach, Ed Young, sitting in at the control center. Uh, Dino Franz behind the glass, making sure that I can don't touch anything, keep my hands folded, as I've been doing this whole show. And then the normal co- the main host of this show is also on, but he is down in Spartanburg, South Carolina. My, my cohort, Matt Hatfield, he has a game today. The Lady Monarchs of Old Dominion are taking on the University of South Carolina Upstate. Not the Gamecocks of South Carolina. It is Upstate. Matt, and I figured you put your GPS on. All you did was head Upstate, right? Uh, I don't know about that. I, I tell you what, though, I think I told Dino this yesterday. Uh, I felt like one of those, those old geezers has got to uh, drink prune juice to stay. That was a long trip and a bumpy one, almost seven hours down here. Well, now hold on now. Sense. Before you talk about old geezers, you know, there's a lot of old geezers that listen to the show now. So be I careful like what you geezers. say. I just, I'm not, I'm not disparaging them. I just felt like my body was aching and falling apart. That's all. I'm not trying to be mean or uh, critical of anybody. I'm just don't like it is. I try to try to be true with the audience here. Um, nonetheless, though, I, I am, I did survive, uh, to get some good Italian food, uh, oh, last night. Oh, no, that's some good I, stuff. I, I can't, I can't say which restaurant it is, but. Yeah, cause they don't, they support the, the show. So. Yeah, they don't support the sponsor the show, but if they'd like to, they can get involved with our sales team. I mean, they got to get involved with our picks too, before we talk about this high school, uh, football state semifinal Saturday, because, uh, despite a loss last week, Dino is seven, four and one. Yours truly was able to sweat out a couple of victories. Thank you, San Francisco. And then the chargers are getting a two point conversion against my cards to go to two and one. Now I'm 2013 and three Risser got back to Mount 500 at six and six as the chiefs won by 16. They covered the 15 and a half, but you, sir, uh, you won as many games as you've won on the hardwood as you were zero and three Tennessee, Baltimore, and the over in Tampa Bay, Cleveland, all pitcher. I just, idiots. I got to stop picking idiot teams. Well, they all idiot teams. So you're saying Harbaugh, you're saying 
Todd Bowles and you're saying Mike Rabel's a pretty smart guy. I don't think he's an idiot. Well, you, no. know, you know what the problem is? The problem is one week they look uh, great and the right. next week uh, they don't look so good and there's a lot of inconsistencies uh, going on in the National Football League. Yeah. Uh, if you look at you the, the performances by the teams week to week. You hit it, Dino. Yeah, well, you, they, they look good and you say, you know what? Okay, I think they can get started. I'm going to go with them and then disaster happens. That. It's been the story of my picks all season long. It's just total disaster. It's a conspiracy. Hatfield has something to do with it. I think he's in tune with some of these NFL teams to make sure I lose. No, no, no. And Don't uh, say that. That's what it is. Don't say that. By the way, that's why we keep Dino around. He's, he makes us look smarter. And uh, if Dino didn't pick against the Eagles, he'd be 7-2-1. and one. They've gotten him twice close against the Packers and against Dallas. And if Rister can keep picking the Titans – which I guess he'll have the opportunity if he'd like to today. We'll find out his pick later on. Then uh, he can continue to climb and go from uh, below 500 to Mount 500 and now above it. So uh, we'll find that out later on in the program. But uh, And one more note before we get to the high school football playoffs. How about Jacob DeGrom at Texas Rangers? He is no Surprise. longer a Met. I know the Mets fans around Hampton Roads and beyond are upset about that. But you know what I think? I, I, don't, I think it might be a blessing in disguise. The guy always gets hurt. We know how good he is. But late in the year, he did not pitch at a high level. He had that blemish against Oakland, which cost him division in a lot of ways. And I think the Mets can can use their resources elsewhere and uh, bolster their chances without Jacob DeGrom. Well, I guess they're putting their attention to Verlander now, which, again, for a guy that's going to be, what, 39 next year, you got to be careful what you're going to give him. I wouldn't give pitchers long-term contracts. Sorry, just not going to do it. I didn't think – I thought the Mets gave DeGrom a decent offer, but I think they were in the same mode of, you. okay, if we lose you, we lose you. We're not going to – you know, cry over having you like the Yankees. They got to get Judge back. I don't think the Mets had that feeling like we got to get Degrom back. I think it was we'd like to have him. Hopefully, he'd be the, the Jacob Degrom we know. If he's gone, he's gone. I think Texas overspent on him, but, but let's see what he does. Yeah, now we say all that and watch Bruce Bochy win another World Series this time, not in San Francisco, but in Texas with Degrom. Uh, high school football playoff action today. State semifinals. Let's go through them first at the top with Class 6. So you heard our picks earlier with Keith Western Branch taking on Freedom, who is a juggernaut and a machine. Uh, also in Class 6, you've got Fairfax playing Madison. The winners of these two games will be in action next Saturday at Old Dominion, and we are delighted to tell you that we are planning to be there for 757 Saturday. Sports Talk is sort of a pregame before the 12 noon kickoffs. First game will be the Class 5 game, which will have a local team involved. We'll get to that in a bit. And then the Class 6 game will follow that next Saturday at Old Dominion. Always a good time out there for that. I'll be calling the games with uh, Andy Hayes and company on the NFHS network next week, Ed. But uh, in Western Branch's case, I think the keys to victory are this. They have a massive offensive line. They've got to be able to play ball control with Shamit Blizzard. They've got to hurry the quarterback for freedom in Tristan Evans. He's not a household hallmark name, but he's got a state record 54 touchdown passes, which matched the mark of Dominic Brodus back in 2012, and he had 54 in 15 games. Evans did it for freedom in 13 games this year, so they got to hurry Evans. And number three, got to steal possession early, whether it's through an onside kick or cover a loose kickoff like they did in the regional semis against Oscar Smith, force a turnover, maybe a fake punt. I think those are the things they've got to do to be successful today for Coach Rashad Cook and company. But it's going to take a lot, and like you said, special teams can be a big X factor in these games. Uh, freedom, though, you've got to have three, four, five, six things go right to keep them at bay. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Not not seeing Freedom play this year, I did see Western Branch, and extremely impressed with that offensive line. Big, active, and, and they know what their assignments are. I just don't think Western Branch has enough to curtail what Freedom throws out there. I mean, as a team that scored 112 points in one game, I mean, they are just programmed to find the end zone at all cost in, in, in all different ways, even on defense. So I just think it's just too much um, to knock down. And again, Anybody has a chance to win a game. Of course they do. But I just think in this one, it, it's it's just too much to ask. Um, and again, Western Branch fans, uh, most of you who, who love me dearly, I want to see Western Branch win, but I just, don't, I just don't see it with Freedom. One final stat. Freedom's lowest output this year was 36 against reigning two-time state champ Stonebridge, who's very, very, very good playing in the state semis today. Western Branch has not scored more than 36 points in any playoff game this year. So while they are capable, and their offense is not bad, I'm not, I'm not criticizing them. Again, they're putting up over 31 a game, but that's just asking a lot. of Freedom gets in the end zone you know, three or four times in the first quarter or first half, it's going to be hard to play catch-up with them. Fairfax and Madison, however, the other game, Fairfax is led by Tony Rojas, a four-star linebacker going to Penn State who also doubles as a running back. 
and has over 2,100 yards rushing this year. They're unbeaten. Madison started out 0-3. They've won 10 straight since then with a very good defense. A senior-laden team, again, despite graduating 28 seniors last year. And here they are trying to get back to the state championship game where they lost to uh, Oscar Smith last year at Old Dominion. You've got it 27-14 Fairfax. I've got it 23-17 Fairfax. Our guy Jim McGrath has it 20-17 Fairfax. I think it gets above 21 advantage Fairfax, below 21 advantage Madison. Over to the local game that everybody's talking about. It's going to be at the Virginia Beach Sportsplex today at 2 o'clock. 9-1 and Maury taking on 13-0 and Green Run. A year ago it was Green Run falling to Maury 35-7 to as the Duke commit who you heard a couple weeks ago, Peyton Jones, who got his U.S. Army All-American jersey, ran for 174 yards and a touchdown on 16 carries. In that game, Green Run counters with the air attack led by Kevin White. Over 4,400 yards and 61 touchdowns produced, 48 passing, 13 rushing. Uh, Maury, 30. Green Run, 23 for me. You've got it, 28-21. Maury, to me, Ed, they're both explosive offenses, over 40 points a game. The underlying factor, though, the defenses have not given up more than 14 against any Virginia opponent. So you take out the Maury loss to New Bern. I think the first defense that gets that standard takeaway has the edge in this game because it could be back and forth seesaw affair. Yeah, and I, and I feel, too, you have to control emotion in this game. I mean, both these teams want to come out and, and do something quick, hard, exciting. I don't think that's going to win you the game. That adrenaline is nice at the beginning. You're going to have to execute, as as in any sport. You're going to have to execute. And and I think Maury kind of has the advantage in, in being able to set down. Once again, a little bit more weapons to use. And again, that's not to discourage, disparage, whatever word you want to use for green run. They have proven people wrong time and time again. Brandon Williams has done a great job with those guys. And and I agree with you. I think whatever defense sets the stage early will will, will make it probably a win for them. But again, this could come down to whoever has the ball last wins it. No doubt about it. I don't think it's going to be a blowout this time, Ed. And uh, two more things on that game. Our keys, by the way. For uh, Maury, it's number one, put pressure on White. Number two, stay creative. Watch out for Kendall Daniels, the other quarterback who's sort of a jack-of-all-trades for Dream McCain. And number three, remain relentless on defense. For the Stallions and Coach Williams, they've got to establish the balance, get the running game involved to go with that passing attack. Gang tackle Jones. It's going to take more than one guy to bring him down. And number three, they obviously have to keep their uh, star quarterback, Kevin White, upright. And I'm still surprised more of the in-state schools aren't recruiting this guy. Come on, UVA and Virginia Tech. What are you waiting on here with Kevin White? He's just fantastic for Greenland this year. The numbers he has put up, the Minchville transfer. So should be an interesting ball game today. I think the matchup, everybody's watching the game within the game, is that uh, – Battle between the Maury secondary, led by Devontae Floyd, against the Green Run receivers with Keelan Brody-Adams, Tayshawn Young-Steve, Dyshawn Newby, and Jane Anderson. Uh, on the other game, quickly, Ed, Class 5, it's a showdown again. Highland Springs and Stonebridge, they've met time and time again in the state semifinals and state championship. Not to disparage our local teams, but it kind of feels like this is the championship game because the winner of this game has won the championship, I think, every year now for like the last five or six years, except the year Maury beat Stonebridge back in 2019 at Hampton U. Yeah, I, I think I think it has a little bit more highlight to it. Um, but again, there's a ton of athletes in the in the Maury Green Run game. But Stonebridge, uh, your your prototypical hardcore stop you, stand you up, knock you down type team where Highland Springs is. You, you can have a sore neck by the time this game's over because you're going to have to look all over the place for the, the receivers that they put out to the running backs that catch it in short. Uh, very athletic quarterback. A line that doesn't get much mentioned but still gives the quarterback time to do what he has to do. Uh, and, again, they're a team that could put a lot of points on the board too. And, and again, if you're, not, if you're not ready, you're down 21 nothing. Yeah, and I think the edge this time goes to Highland Springs because of the quarterback play. Remember Jacob Thomas, who we saw in the COVID-shortened year in basketball, nearly got a triple-double when Stonebridge beat Green Run coming from behind from a large deficit that night. He was a multi-sports standout who won three championship rings in less than a calendar year, had the game-winning touchdown pass to Zeke Wimbush last year against Maury at Old Dominion. Wimbush has now had to play some quarterback as Mickey Thompson's tried to reinvent the offense a little bit, whereas Highland Springs is a junior in Christian Martin who's being recruited by Virginia Tech and UVA and Louisville and some ACC schools who's got the ability to hurt you with his feet and his arm. You've got it 26 – I've got it 26-17 Highland Springs. You've got it 28-24 Springers in that one. Over to Class 4, Warwick and Dinwiddie as Warwick has had a – 
terrific year. First time they've made it this far since 1990 as Coach Corey Hairston, who came on the show about a month or so ago, has just done a splendid job with a bunch of underclassmen, including the sophomore Messiah DeLone, who was the Region 4A defensive player of the year. He's got about eight, inter- eight interceptions this year. He's going to need an interception or two because Dinwiddie loved to play in the 40s. They won that overtime thriller last week, 48-41 with King George in OT. Uh, you've got it 29-15. Dinwiddie, I've got it 36-13. to I think the keys for Warwick are this, Ed. They've got to limit the penalties. It's been a problem for them. Keep that dual-threat quarterback, Harry Dalton, who once was a running back, in the pocket. Don't let him take off and run and then control the clock and kind of have that two-to-one time of possession edge if you're Warwick, if you're going to get the win here. But Dinwiddie on the road in their place, that environment, hard to beat them there. You don't want to play from behind. No, and again, Warwick, it's the first time they've been here in a long, long, long time. And again, uh, you can't get overly excited. You can't get get uh, those penalties that, that, that you get being overly aggressive or overly edgy early. Calm yourself down because you're playing a team that is just, again, like Highland Springs Freedom, they put points on the board in droves. So you're going to have to calm down on there. And I think that's been Warwick's situation all year is to keep playing aggressive like they do. I think the defense is underrated. they got guys that hit it. They just need to, again, establish who they are. And, and prevent Freedom from jumping in that end zone early. I mean, not Freedom, but um, um, Dinwiddie, and they got a, a perfect shot. I, I, I know if they were home, I'd feel much more comfortable, but you're right, at Dinwiddie, that atmosphere is a little different. Yeah, I think Warwick's offense can't put its defense in a bind by beginning behind the sticks and giving Dinwiddie a short field. That's certainly going to be important as well. The other Class 4 game features undefeated Kettle Run at 13-0, taking on EC Glass 12-1. and Folks know EC Glass for years in the 90s playing the Hampton Crabbers, and uh, Kettle Run has the most productive wide receiver in the state in Jordan Tapscott, who has 86 catches for 1,627 yards and 18 touchdowns. He was committed to VMI, has reopened his recruitment. So, hmm, maybe an old Dominion, a JMU, a UVA, a Vatech gets involved. We'll see if he stays in-state or decides to go out of state, or maybe VMI gets him back. It's going to be hard now with the numbers he's putting up, closing in on 100 catches for the year, just a sensational year. And then the last game we'll touch on before we go to break, and then we'll play some buy or sell and let the audience interact with us if they'd like to. Class 3, and it is worth noting this game has been moved to 3 o'clock today from 2 o'clock due to weather. So the kickoff is now at 3 o'clock. If you plan on going over to Hampton, Darling Stadium today for Phoebus and Brentsville District in the Class 3 state semis, the gates will open at 2 the game now kicking off at three as Brentsville is 12 and one. Phoebus is 13 and 0. Um, I hate to sell Brentsville short, Ed, but they lost this game last year 43 to nothing. And while I think Brentsville is better, Phoebus is definitely better the way they have just been walloping opponents this season. You think back to that 2018 that had more touchdowns scored by its defense than their defense allowed under the late great Bill D with Taj Boyd at the quarterback spot for them. This Phoebus team is outscoring opponents by an average of 44 to 4. And their closest game pretty much was last week's 42-16 to win over Lake Taylor where they were down 6 nothing and then didn't blink 14-6 at the half, and they rolled from there. So keys for Phoebus, pretty simple. I think it's you just do what you've been doing as far as it goes. But the dual-threat quarterback, Nolan James, get him on the move, let him operate. Pick six. Last year they had two pick sixes in the state championship against Liberty Christian. If they get one or two today, it's a wrap. And the number three, that defense is so good, take something away, whether it be the run or the pass for Brentsville. And if they do that early on, they will just roll in this game. You've got it scored, Phoebus twenty six to eight. I've got it, Phoebus forty eight to eight. Yeah, I know. More I read this game on this game, I like to change that score. I think Phoebus takes them down. I think they hit forty. Um, I don't think Brentsville has a shot in this game. And I and I'd like to say most teams, when you reach this level, you do. But Brentsville, I don't think has a shot at this. Not at all. Well, my first thought was you picked twenty six to eight, thinking weather, which which would slow the game down a little bit. Maybe they it gets a little rainy, a little muddy, and they decide to run run it more than they go to the air and keep one of those big weapons healthy, like a Jordan Bass who's got twenty five touchdown catches. The Pittsburgh commit because next week figures to be the harder game against either Christiansburg or Heritage of Lynchburg, and I would say it's going to be Heritage of Lynchburg who they lost to uh, about three or four years ago in the state finals. So I, I could see Jeremy Blunt, once he gets the lead, I could see him kind of calling the dogs off a little bit in the second half. Yeah, I, when I first put that down, I, I'm thinking, yes, bad weather. It's going to be a lot of ball control. They're not going to be firing through the air. Uh, don't fumble it in the mud. Um, but I kind of think the weather won't be as big of a factor now. And I just just reading more about this, I just think Phoebus will put those points on the board. And again, as Coach Blunt said, now we're not going to overlook anybody at this level. But And you're right. But I just think it's not worried about over overlooking. It's just executing what you have. 
Hey, Dino, Ed would like to change his pick last week on Tennessee and Baltimore, too. Can you do that? Can I do that right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's possible. Am I allowed? What are they called in golf? Like a thing. mulligan? Can I have one mulligan? Yeah. No. You had that earlier this year when you got that Bears win that I gave you. So if I didn't give you that mulligan, instead of being 15-21-1, uh, you'd be 14-21-2. I seize them how I pick them, and I pick them how I seize them, and that's what the paper said, so – well, get some new glasses because you ain't seen them too good right now. Get some new glasses. <laughs> Easy for him to we'll say. We'll come back and see if Ed has the eyesight and the insight for buy or sell with George Truly, the coach, and Dino Friends. It is on Ed Young's favorite radio station. What is it? Always has been, always will be, forever. ESPN Radio 94.1. This is 757 Saturday Sports Talk with Matt Hatfield and Coach Ed Young. On ESPN Radio 94.1. And as Mr. Radio Voice says, 757 Saturday Sports Talk here on ESPN Radio 94.1. I'm the coach, Ed Young. I'm doing a lead voice here right now. My partner, Matt Hatfield, who normally controls everything, is in Spartanburg, South Carolina, for the Lady Monarch game against University of South Carolina, upstate uh, later on today, and you'll hear that uh, Dino that's on uh, 1310? Uh, no, it's going to be here at uh, 2.30 with the pregame coverage. Ah, right here on 94.1. Okay, not right. bad. We got we got a lot of stuff going on, Matt, with uh, um, games. Old Dominion uh, men are playing Norfolk State tonight in a big one. That's right, and that'll be part of our buy or sell in just a bit, but we give you everything here, not just basketball, baseball, football, high school, college pro. We also give you soccer, don't we, Dino? We do. Uh, not looking good right now for the USA. They're at the halftime. Netherlands up 2-0 right now over the Americans. That's, you know, that, I, again, let me preface this by saying I want the U.S. to win it because I live here in the United States. I want them to win but I don't want to watch soccer. But I've talked to people today. You swear to God, they've seen every World Cup game wait, in history. Wait, wait, wait. You don't want to watch soccer. What's wrong with soccer? I don't get a chance to really watch it much because you know me. I'm a scoring guy. I can't watch people running up and down the field for three hours and it scores one nothing. So you don't like hockey either because there's not a lot of scoring in hockey either. Well, hockey's a little bit more fa- ice hockey's a little bit faster pace on the, uh, those guys on them skates just to amaze uh, me. But soccer, I know how you think. Sometimes, like it is. You like fights. They fight in hockey. You don't. No, I tell you, I'll be honest. That's the one thing I hate about the NHL is the fights. They just let them throw it down and fight. And I think it's the dumbest thing uh, in in any of sport is the hockey fights. And most people say it's what draws them to the game. You know what? They really don't let them fight like they used to. Uh, It's not the same game anymore. It's more of a finesse game. And uh, you you talk about uh, also. as far as um, hockey scores, did you see the one earlier in the week? It, it went totally against the grain. I believe there was a 17 goals in a game scored. I'm not sure who no. was I playing. Missed it. But was there, I really? missed it. Yeah, there was earlier in the week, 17 goals. Must have been open. And I knew I should have gone over four and a half on that game. Yeah, I, I, now that one I would bet. That's a sure one I would bet. Of course, with my NHL and NFL picks, I would have lost that one too. Just go opposite of what you think. That's what we got to do. And we'll see if Ed goes opposite of what he really thinks. That makes you get in his mind here for buy or sell, as Dino Franza gives us those questions today. And we lead it off with a high school one. That's right. Five teams from the 757 area code are playing in the VHSL state semifinals with Western Branch visiting Freedom in Class 6. Phoebus hosting Brentsville District at Darling Stadium in Class 3. Warwick traveling to Dinwiddie in Class 4. And the local battle in Class 5 between Green Run and Maury at the Virginia Beach Sportsplex. Out of those five, are you buying that more than one team from Hampton Roads will score 40-plus points today? Well, Ed, I can tell you, I think Phoebus is that one, although you didn't initially. You've now changed your pick. Go figure. Uh, Well, a second one, though, which would give you, if Phoebus does it like we expect, your options of Western Branch, who's going to have to score 40 to beat Freedom, Warwick, who probably has to score 40 to beat Tinwoody, and then Green Run and Maury, who are both capable of scoring 40-plus. May it be enough to beat the other one? We shall see. What do you think? More than one team with 40-plus, or will it be no? I'm going to say no, and if it does happen, it has to be the Green Run or Maury. There's no way the other ones do it. I think Phoebus now, I think, will do the 40. I, don't, I, I have to sell it. Only one team is going to do it. I'm going to sell this, and I will preface this by saying there are no uh, shekels being put down on high school games, thank God. However, I would tell you this. I'm going to sell it with this caveat, Dino. 
if we get overtime in Green Run Mori, I think it will hit the 40-plus mark. So that's the one thing there. It could change that pick there. But I will sell like Ed. I will go against you guys, just to be different. Ooh. I'm, I'm going to say that uh, more than one team will score 40-plus points today. And right. it, you think, if Dino, Mori, Green Run, would it be that? Or are you looking at... Uh, I would think it would be one of those teams, yes. And uh, definitely uh, Phoebus. Okay. All right. All right, let's go to our next buy or sell. Kansas State's last Big 12 title game was in 2003, a 35-7 win over then number one ranked Oklahoma at Arrowhead Stadium behind the electric offensive backfield of uh, L. Roberson and Darren Sproles. At 12 noon, they take on unbeaten TCU, which scored 28 unanswered points to beat the Wildcats 38-28 back on October 22nd. Over-under is set at 62. Are you buying that the winner gets at least 35 points today in that game? Yes, 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 I am buying. Have you watched defenses in the Big 12? They can't stop water, to use the expression that my man Mike Smith, once of the Hampton Crabbers, likes to use. Uh, I see at least 35 in this game. And this might be a 41-35, and I'm going to call for the upset if you want to call it. I think TCU goes down today. Uh, They've been playing with fire all year long. I know Max Duggan is a quarterback that could be up for Heisman. We know Sonny Dykes has done a terrific job. But I think it ends today for the Horned Frogs. Give me Kansas State, and I'm buying 35-plus. I'm 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 buying the 35 too. I think somebody does get 35 in this game, but I think that somebody will be TCU. Um, I I think TCU does pull it out. And by the way, right now being undefeated is TCU one of the final in the final four. Yes, you know, if my, they win and if they lose close, they can still stay in. But if they lose by more than a touchdown, boot them out. Boot them out. Wow. Unbelievable. I think uh, TCU continues to stay unbeaten. They've played some some games this year that have just been incredible, like the one I mentioned earlier where they came back uh, to win uh, earlier this year. Uh, Over under 62, definitely the winner gets at least 35 points, like Matt said. No defense in that conference. All right, our next bye. Our next buy or sell, this one going to the NFL. When you look at the standings going into Week 13, every team has a win and every team has a loss, but one team has yet to win a home game and one has yet to win on the road. Does that give the Houston Texans are 0-4-1 at home? They welcome uh, back former quarterback Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Meanwhile, the Carolina Panthers are 0-5 on the road. They are idle this week. Are you buying that either the Texans finish winless at home or the Panthers finish winless on the road? You look at Houston's other home games this year. They've got the Chiefs coming in and the Jaguars. Two tough games there. Carolina's remaining road games are at Seattle, which is not going to be easy, at Tampa Bay and at the Saints. And I think they both might go winless in those spots. I, what Dino just gave me with the Texans playing the Chiefs and Jaguars, they're not beating either one of them at home. I don't see that. Carolina's either. got to go to Seattle, Tampa, New Orleans. They might beat the Saints if that's the last week of the season because it doesn't matter. But you're giving me the option of either one of them finishing winless. That's a buy, right? you got to buy that. If you're saying one of them, absolutely for sure. I, I'll go on a limb and say neither one is going to, uh, what, Carolina will not win on the road. And I don't think uh, Houston will win at home. I'm going to take both and, and buy it. They're not going to do it. Yeah, I don't think either team is going anywhere. Uh, I say they uh, both remain winless, home and on the road, uh, Houston and Carolina. Just not very good football teams. All right, our next buy or sell. There's currently one undefeated men's college basketball team in the ACC. That is UVA, which rallied past Michigan to get to 6-0. and What a game that was. And they host 1-8 and Florida State today. The Cavaliers then host 6-2 and JMU on December 6th. And they host top-ranked Houston on December 17th. There's one winless team. That's the 0-7 Louisville Cardinals as they get set to host the Miami Hurricanes, who are 7-1 and today. After that, Louisville visits Florida State on December 10th. They host 7-1 Western Kentucky on December 14th. And then they host 1-5 Florida A&M on December 17th. Are you buying that both UVA is unbeaten and Louisville is winless come two weeks from now on December 17th? What do you think, Ed? That's, that's very possible looking at those schedules that Dino just outlined because you got UVA, uh, they've got Florida State, who's just struggling right now, can't get out of its own way. JMU, who they lost to last year, they went revenge. Now, Houston, that's, that's two weeks from today. They're not being so that Houston. Means they get to that, Virginia's that means not they get to December. That means they get to December 17th unbeaten is what the question is. Meanwhile, oh. Louisville, can they get a win against Florida State? Western Kentucky, who's 7-1, and 
and then they play on that date two weeks from the day for a and who they'll beat. I, I think it's very possible that by this time, two weeks from now, if we revisit this, UVA still has not lost, and Louisville still has not won, but they both will have it happen that day. So I'm going to buy it. I'm going to sell it. I think Louisville beats Western Kentucky before they beat Florida. Wow. I knew you were going yeah, there. I, think I knew you were not, going there. Have what, you seen Kenny Payne's team? They have no point guard. They are terrible, Ed. Terrible. I'm, I'm going to say they're going to get Western Kentucky. It won't, Western Kentucky's not a pushover. What are they, 7-1? and one? They're not a pushover. Yeah, but, yeah. But I'm going to – of course, I never agree when they hired Kenny Payne as a head coach. That, but I got, I'm not going to say nothing about coaching. You've got to have a point guard at I that level. I bet they're an underdog in that game, though. I bet Louisville's the underdog in that game. I would, I wouldn't doubt it. In today's way, today's wagers go. I wouldn't doubt it at all. But I, I'm gonna, I guess, just to be a little different. I'm gonna think. I think Louisville beats Western Kentucky, and uh, Virginia will be undefeated till they play Houston. But I don't think they beat Houston. Where they, where do they play Houston uh, at? Uh, I think it's at home. But split okay. the, uh, split the tie for us, Dino. All right. Well, I'm just gonna. I'll, I'll agree with you, Matt. I, I believe uh, that uh, UVA will be uh, undefeated two weeks from today. And probably lose to Houston. Hope not, but probably will. I think Louisville still will be winless two weeks from today. All right, our last buy or sell. And this is a, a local college basketball matchup. The 5-3 and three Norfolk State Spartans visit the 4-4 four and four Old Dominion Monarchs this evening at Chartway Arena with a 7 p.m. tips. Uh, 6.30 Toyota pregame show tonight right here on ESPN Radio, 94.1. ESPN Analytics give ODU a 64.6% chance of winning as the Monarchs try to move to 4-0 at home this year. The ODU women's team is 3 at home, 3-0 uh, and at home this year as well. Norfolk State has lost a pair of top 10 ranked uh, games to Baylor and UCLA. The Spartans haven't beaten Old Dominion since 1999. That's a long time. Are you buying that it happens tonight that the Spartans finally win at ODU? What do you think, Ed? They shoot better from the three-point line. They average more points per game, and the uh, Spartans are a seven-point road dog at the Narcs. The Monarchs tonight at Chartway should be a dandy and a great atmosphere. Yeah, this, I haven't dwelled into this enough, but I I kind of think this has Norfolk State written on it. I, I think coming wow. in. Wow, are you are you going with the upset? I'm going to go with the upset. Old Dominion, please oh do not gosh. do not fire me. Do not. Um, mm. I, I'm I'm just. It's a feeling. It's just a feeling. I think Norfolk State a heck of a schedule so far. Baylor, UCLA, and I think Houston. Okay. Yeah. Tough competition, no doubt, uh, which yeah. always pays off for them uh, late in the season right. when I, they get into the MEAC tournament. Now, I think Old Dominion is a better overall team. Uh, I will say that live. I think they are a better overall team. I think once Jeff you get Jones deep in is bench, never coming on with you again, ever. And I don't blame him after you just. Well, number, number one, number one, Jeff's not listening right now. That's key. Yes, he is. He listens and, to the show every morning with his, with his coffee and his bagel. What are you talking no, about? No, he's got game on his mind tonight. He's not listening to us two yahoos on here. So I would think, and I don't think any of his snitches will go to him and tell him that. So um, Jeff will remain a loyal and a very good friend. But I, I just feel. I just feel some reason why, just looking at something, I think Norfolk State can pull this out if they make – they don't run wild and go crazy with it. Um, can Keep the turnovers down. Don't don't go too crazy on the adrenaline. I think old, I think Norfolk State can do it. I, but I do think Old Dominion has a little bit deeper bench. So if it has to get down into the, mm-hmm. the bench side of it, then, then I would swing it back. But right now I'm, I'm thinking Norfolk State by three or four. Well, I will say this. I got to call last Saturday's win against East Carolina, which was an impressive one uh, with Dave Tordzik filling in for Till Alexander. I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with uh, Old Dominion in this one, but I don't think they covered a seven. But I think they will play a lot better at home than they did on the road against College of Charleston. So give me the Monarchs, and I imagine, Dino, you, like me, value your job, and you will take ODU on the ODU Sports Radio Network, uh, Well, you know, you are not here, Matt. You're in South Carolina with the Old Dominion women, but uh, I do have, as you can see, I've yeah, got an does. Old Dominion shirt on today. Dino does. So I'm going to go with uh, the Monarchs to beat the Spartans uh, in this game, and I tell you what, though, you got to give Norfolk State a lot of respect for their out-of-conference schedule that they've been playing. Very tough schedule. It's going to make them stronger down the uh, stretch this year uh, when they get into the tournament time uh, in the MEAC, but uh, I'm going to go with Old Dominion at home tonight. Like I said, uh, the Spartans haven't beaten them 
since 1999. Does it continue tonight? I think so. There you have it. Buy or sell. There you have it. That's buy or sell. Coming up next, Ed will talk with Hampton Lady Crabbers coach Shonda Bailey here on 757 Saturday Sports Talk, powered by Larry King Law, right here on ESPN Radio 94.1.